0: Grab your character sheets and your dungeon master's guides because we're going in deep. This is Under the Table. Hello, everyone. Uh, My name is Jeremy. I am the dungeon master of Fate's Gambit on TableQuests. Joining me today is Nick. Again, Nick, you can hello. <laughs> this is, I, I mean, sort of part two of our discussion, but not quite. This is going to be fairly separate. I'll say um, we're gonna we might, we might reference the the previous discussion on like new players, um, but today we're gonna dive into. How we as veteran players approach character creation from backstory to mechanics and things like that. Um, and uh, maybe it will walk through some examples, I'll say. So, in the previous episode, Nick, you mentioned that uh, of the like six steps of um, creating a character, Which that we turned the... into like
1: seven steps yeah
0: basically um of of like the uh the player's handbook that you would focus first on the describe was it describe your
1: character describe your character yeah which yeah. they have as step 4 and i would move it to step 1 okay uh, reason why that <laughs> i i think as a veteran player if you have a strong grasp of mechanics and you've experienced a lot of what each class has to offer, it's about time for you to explore, to plumb the depths of that class. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, they say that if you pick, if you put two rogues in a room together, even if they have the same subclass and everything, they're going to be wildly different characters based on who's playing them based on the backstory, what they've been through. Yeah. Um, and so as a veteran player, I think you really owe it to yourself and the other people at the table mm-hmm. to have a really well-developed idea of who you want your character to be. Um, in, in, so that way, when you come to the table, you can feed them more of what your person, what your character is. Like as yeah. a DM, you have to be very aware of everything that's going on in your world, everything that you've built, every, every event that's going on, you know, you, you want to have this wide reaching knowledge of the world, just in case any player decides to step off the track you've laid for them. Yeah. And in the same way, you as a player want to have a really good knowledge of how your character would react so when the DM throws you a curveball, or when one of the player other players decides to do something crazy, you know how your character would react,
0: right? And you don't just default to murder hoboism.
1: <laughs> oh no.
0: Um. So, I I had mentioned before that I I had like I I probably had a I I'd mentioned in the previous episode that. Like I disagreed with that, um, and I I have to say, like I, I kind of agree. the The main thing that I think about when creating a character is, uh, at least now is, I I want him to have a particular outlook on the world, like I mm-hmm. I want him to have a particular worldview, sort of, um, and. part of that is shaped by his backstory um but the 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 most important thing to me is how does he interact with specific people in his life and how does that translate to how he reacts with others Mm -hmm. um because you can talk about how yeah okay so in the i'll say uh, the first character that i created that it was in a long running campaign this was the campaign that nick dm'd um i created a character with like a three-page backstory that had a bunch of stuff go on in his life and um he like he, he lost his dad in a war because his dad like died in a war his uh like they were just kind of getting by he was pushed into um becoming a bard to make money so that he can help support his mother and then his mother got kidnapped and he got backstabbed by his love interest and pretty much everything that could go wrong with that character went wrong <laughs> um but because i like at the initial character creation i thought okay the more traumatic stuff the more interesting stuff that is in the backstory the more interesting the character will be to play um the 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 issue there with creating a long big backstory with a bunch of events and stuff like that. Or, well, there's two things. Um one, uh it's especially if you're starting off as like level one or level three characters, how do you have such a long backstory and you're still not good at anything yet? <laughs> um and two a lot of those events might have influenced his actions then, but I didn't take those backstory elements and actually look at or play with. A lot of those events didn't shape what he, how he acted, um, h- how I played him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: um, And so I feel like if you're creating a backstory, you don't want to get so lost in the weeds that you like don't understand how adding this thing to a, to your character's backstory will re like how that affects him now and how that affects how he interacts with other people. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to stay, if I wanted to take it true to character I would have made my my character, my bard, the most paranoid person ever because everything bad that could happen to a person did. And, and instead, um, he joins up with a bunch of strangers to go on an adventure, and it's all happy, carefree, <laughs>
1: fun times. <laughs> well, my... Um, that's why I would say my first piece of advice... um along with describing your character, is to simplify. It is very hard to develop a character when you already have a complicated story behind them. If you already have a lot of traumatic events or life-changing things in the backstory of your character, it becomes really difficult for your character to ever change or adapt to a situation or grow with a campaign. Right. Um, in you should definitely leave room for improvement. Don't be afraid of flaws, Um, but really ultimately it comes down to be, be simple, um, make a few very straightforward motivations and it's totally okay for those motivations to be part and parcel of what your race is or what your class does. It's okay to have some stereotypes, um, because they're easier to play And they're fun to develop, you know? Yeah. A party is much more fun when you have a fighter who's interested in carousing and drinking and gambling because those are all vices that might get in the way of adventuring or might make for a fun bar scene or something like that.
0: Or you could use those characteristics as a contrast to, like, something else he does. Maybe he's an excellent cook. Mm Mm-hmm. Or just, like, some random thing that you're like, wait, wait, what? He likes to knit? But he's, like, half an hour ago, he was punching the guts out of people.
1: <laughs> yeah, we had a character I've played with before who was a barbarian baker known across the land for his buns. Um, <laughs> mostly because if you said you didn't like them, you got a face full of fist. <laughs> And that's a fun but, character. That's a memorable right. character. You know, right. I, I don't think I could recall exactly every other character I've played with, but that one yeah. sticks in my mind because he was funny. Right. Um. And, and I'm not saying that you need to make one or two dimensional characters. Yeah. But I'm certainly saying that the simpler you make the character, the more straightforward it is the easier it's going to be for you to develop it and for the DM to kind of put things in front of you and um, play yeah. to your strengths as a character.
0: Yeah. The, the interesting thing with that is, like, even if you start out with a two-dimensional character, you can grow that third dimension throughout the course of the campaign as to, okay, how would this character react to specific situations? Mm-hmm. Maybe he reacts differently than everyone would expect. And that's how you grow out that third, de- like third dimension. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very so often, he-
1: um, once you've gotten far enough into a campaign, you'll find that there's enough history in your group where you'll yeah. remember something that happened earlier. And you're like, oh, that totally defines what my character would do now. And it could be hilarious. Right. It could be appropriate, dramatic, epic, whatever but right. it's more impactful to the table because everybody remembers that moment or will remember that moment.
0: Yeah. So going back to my mess of a bard, who's now one of my favorite characters is like, I I didn't freaking know how to play him for the first five, six levels. I had this tragic backstory that I was just kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm looking for my mom and it's just Kind of all it was for a while. Um, and then he, like, and this is something Nick did really well, is he kind of took elements from, from the backstory and uh, used them to expose my character to something from the backstory. And from that interaction, d- basically t- pushed my character into, okay, I know who he is now because he has this issue with this person from his backstory, but like, who he very much should hate. But I mean, he still does, but he doesn't want to kill them. Okay, why? And that led to kind of the development of that character is okay, all this stuff happened to him. And he he went down this path where he's like, and i just kind of don't like anyone and then realized like (laughs) what? (laughs) Um, But he hit this point where he was. Showing someone respect, even though they stabbed him in the back and it made me think, huh? Why would he do that? I mean, obviously me as a player, like I felt conflicted. Why would my character feel conflicted about this? And kind of develop uh, who he is from that. And it came to like, he basically had, had a moment where he decided, you know, he's had so much going on in his life that he just wants to do the right thing. Like, he's tired of thing, bad things happening in the world, and he just wants to make things better. And he wants to do the right thing.
1: To your and credit. And that, like,
0: changed his character from kind of this weird emo bard to a, you know, I guess more stereotypical hero-esque
1: character, I guess. To your credit, Um, you actually did kind of write this material into your backstory. Um, And I'd say that your backstory was actually, for this character, was pretty straightforward. There were only really four major events in the story, and they were each linked. Um, Yeah. You you know, losing his father, um, taking on an apprentice, losing his mother... And being betrayed. Right. Um, And out of that and behind that all, you already had written into the, the character, the virtue of, you know, not to put words in your mouth, but I, I think I could see in there the the diamond in the rough was <laughs> I, that this basically... character loved the story of normal people overcoming great trials and yeah. helping others and becoming heroes and in a way I, you mirrored that that story in your character yeah. you gave him a lot of adversity um, and all i had to do was reintroduce the source of that adversity and right. that that diamond in the rough at the heart of the story that virtue that you wrote in whether you meant to or not began to shine through and to your I think, and again your credit as a player is you saw what was happening, you recognized the conflict in your character, and you did develop in a way that was logical and reasonable for the character from both a, yeah. a mental and emotional standpoint. Right. So props to both of us, you know, a lot of a lot of yeah, shoulder yeah. Padding going on here.
0: Um. So. As completely a side note, I basically did the whole like Uncle Ben with great power comes great responsibility like (laughs) thing Um, because engraved on the the Bard's rapier, his his weapon of choice was something along the lines of like basically words have a lot of power. So use them carefully or words are better than any sword or something like that, which was built into his character. (laughs) But yeah. It it's just when you're creating a backstory like that, I guess you just have to notice like how these things would affect your character and how they would affect like how they view other people, mm-hmm. um, because as as kind of the role plays, I mean, we're talking a lot about the role play side of things because as 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 you grow as a player, um, I think the biggest area you can grow is the role play side of things. Mechanics are especially in 5e simple enough to understand and to master sure you might not play like top of your game but um uh, role play is the 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 kind of thing where there there's a lot of room for improvement and so going back to the whole character creation thing i'll pause an idea um and you let me know how close this is to w- what you think the purpose of backstory is. Um, to me, the backstory serves essentially two main purposes. It is the framework for which, through which your character sees the world, how they interact with people. Um, and it is basically a playground for the DM to pull things into the story and basically expose your character to different things that you you already gave him the tools to do in in your backstory your your backstory is basically a
1: toolbox that you hand to the dm and go okay now go nuts <laughs> i agree and i think uh both of those point to i think you could combine those into one concept which is that of handles we've talked yeah. about that in the group before yeah it's just making sure that your character has a set of interests where the DM can grab onto that handle and guide your character towards something, whether that's character development or just advancing the plot. Right. Um, and I'd say that actually it does backstory serves one more purpose. Um, and it's, and it's one that's really sadly neglected by a lot of DMS and that's linking your character into the world's story. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and and I say that because I, I I really like how some of the pre-generated characters Wizards includes, like with its starter kit and the Lost Minds of Fandelver. Yeah. Each one of those pre-generated characters was specifically tied to an element of the story. Yeah. And I'm not just saying, like, oh, this character has an interest in this town. I mean, literally, like, one of them is tied to the Rogues Guild that you run into that's causing a lot of problems and that is right. deeply tied to the story. Uh, yeah. another one is invested, I believe monetarily in the ent- enterprise you find yourselves involved with. Yep. Um, each of them is, uh, is tied in, in such a way that their character wants to be a part of this adventure. And that is right. so often neglected. Yep. Um, you just get these characters with these crazy backstories and you're like, why are you even here? Why are you doing yeah. anything?
0: Right. Why do you care about this? Right. <laughs> to reference things that our audience might uh, see, uh, I I've tried to do that with uh, Fate's Gambit, um, mm-hmm. and building like this is so kind of kind of the, the I'll say backstory of. Fates Gambit as a whole is it's it was original it's I'll say loosely based off of the Princes of the Apocalypse campaign that Wizards has. Um, you can kind of tell because like that campaign has, you know, um, supernatural disasters happening. Uh, it, spoilers, I guess there are magical artifacts, but like that's such a common thing in D&D um but like out of outside of those similarities and like red larch
1: (laughs) i've been saying
0: it wrong the entire podcast so forever there's that like that that town i even basically leveled to the ground and rebuilt it up in whatever way i wanted um so like all that's all that's similar in this this version of Feyrune is basically just the names
1: (laughs) Um, which is a whole nother thing for DMS to deal with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but, when you, when we were, um, when I was trying to make this character when I was trying to make Isaiah, it was definitely, I, I don't know if it was just coincidence that the background I picked, um, that I wanted to play, had a perfect tie-in for you oh my gosh or if or when, if it was just a, or if it was actually like a i said this thing and you went "Ooh, good idea i'll change i don't know which it was but
0: um i i don't know yeah i don't know which which came first uh but i i think i think it was a little bit of both mm-hmm. um I I had thought about the events happening in Fate's Gamut and trying to figure out what like what was going on, and I I wanted to tie the characters, like e- each character to the story in some way, and so I was like I I was involved somewhat like I was pretty involved with um some of the characters some more than others like I I some of some of them wanted to go in a certain direction and I was like it well. I, I tried to use what people gave me, but when you said, yeah, like he's going to be, you know, an amnesiac. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, you've just, you've just, <laughs> just given me literally everything.
1: <laughs> I mean, an amnesiac is a pretty interesting storytelling tool for anyone. I think. Yeah. Cause you can basically um, do anything you want with the backstory.
0: Yeah. Um, so it the 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 cool thing though is you built in like you you built in this wide open playground spa- basically for um me to use your character's backstory in the campaign and it changed essentially it changed like some of the beginning of the um it it, it fundamentally changed the story because. I knew I could incorporate that backstory into the campaign Mm. in a amazing way. Although Um, to be
1: honest, I do feel like we may have to workshop Isaiah soon, mostly because I don't feel like I'm playing exactly. I'm not role playing the way that this character should be. And uh, I'm going to lay a little blame at the feet of the other players but that is like a discussion mm-hmm. that we can have personally and yeah, yeah. not recorded for posterity.
0: Yeah, yeah. To continue along, kind of what we're what we're trying to say is when you're creating your character's backstory, try and involve your DM or like create openings for I, I, I call it creating gaps. D um, is
1: a collaborative storytelling experience. Re. I don't even remember where I heard
0: that first, but like, as <laughs> soon as I heard that, I was like, holy crap, this is my
1: motto for the game. <laughs> right. Um, and, and even if you have limited communication with your DM, it's still an easy job to make a simple backstory with plenty of handles and or gaps. Um, however yeah. you want to term them um, yeah, yeah, that any DM can use, you
0: know? Right. Um, so the oh I, I guess I see handles and gaps slightly differently, I, I don't know because like when, when I'm talking about gaps, I'm talking about stuff that I don't like spe- specify in detail. Mm-hmm. Um, so that the the DM can kind of fill in whatever they want to fill in so that they can tie my character to the story. I mean, well, I mean, that's a handle, I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, um, a, a gap is where the DM puts a handle. Right. Um, which that's is true. actually a really good uh, a good way for a player to circumnavigate writer's block. Like if yeah. you're having trouble creating some part of the story, it's okay to leave the details fuzzy and just move on. You know, if the DM right. wants to fill it in, the DM can usually do a pretty darn good job.
0: Right. For going back to like, and this is something I think I did right with, um, the my bards, uh, story is that I, I like, I wrote out everything I had. I, I, I basically only gave events and how Yashran felt about them. I didn't, explain them um I, I didn't give explanations for a lot of the events just because one osheren probably didn't know anyways um and two that opens the door like I, I mean after creating the character i literally sent you hey i i have an apprentice she betrayed me like go nuts
1: <laughs> mhm
0: Part of that was just I didn't know what I wanted their dynamic to be, um, which, funnily enough, also plays into how I'm playing him because Yashrin, the bard, doesn't know how they want to be, like, what their dynamic is supposed to be. Um, but uh, that that gap, that lack of detail in that specific instance or for that specific event um, allows the character to react to um anything you you decide to do with that part of the backstory in in order to tie that into the campaign in a more i guess authentic manner
1: mm-hmm. i mean if you're if you're st- you know you've told a lot about the story of Yashran here do you, do you have anything else you want to share about that story or um i mean was there like any inspiration like did you did you have a uh a... A specific other a character in mind when you made oh, him,
0: or um, no, honestly, um, he's
1: an OC, yeah,
0: very much so. Um, I, I, I wanted to create a character that felt, I'll, I'll say, internally conflicted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, gosh, it, it's been it's been a while. Um. <laughs> I guess my main focus was literally, okay, how many events can we bring in that like <laughs> gives you the ability to pull pretty much anything and use it in the campaign. So like there's the betrayal, there's the missing mom, there's the dad who's supposedly dead, but might might not actually be dead because I never really clarified whether like they, they found the body or not. And mm-hmm. as we all know, in fantasy, Show me the body, or there is no death. (laughs) Right. Um, and I, I I basically just built out this character that was wanting to do so. I that wanted to do the right thing because uh, I I wanted to kind of build him up as a person who largely grew up with uh, like uh, a uh, like a widowed mother and him trying to like kind of growing up too fast um, in order to earn his keep. And that's, I I guess that's something I kind of tried to pull from personal experiences. Like, you know, I had a bunch of bad things happen to me when I was a kid. (laughs) And so I wanted to kind of take that and I role play that as, you know, what happens when a character is forced to grow up too fast? (laughs) Spoiler alert, it leaves him kind of messed up. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I, I, I wanted to take that and tell that story because it's, uh, I don't know. It's one of the stories that I often kind of like in media, the, the, the idea of like basically being forced into a situation that you, you couldn't like you, you really had no control over, but trying to make the best of it, um, which is funny because you know I just watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy for the first time, which is literally that that <laughs> idea. Um, so I guess when 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 creating Yashrin, I was basic. I I wanted to capture that feeling of um trying to deal with responsibilities being thrust upon you. Um, and gave a bunch of twists and turns that were like basically single handedly stripping away his his support um first he misses like first his dad dies then his mom goes missing, and then finally the basically his best friend stabs him in the back and so he'd like slowly strip away um all all of the things that he held on to at the beginning and it forced him to <laughs> It forced him to figure out who he was, (laughs) Um, which is funny because that's basically how the character played, even though I say, like, I didn't really know how to play him at the beginning. (laughs) Uh, Part of that, I guess, was by design. It's just. uh, It's really hard to pull off and uh, actually do it well, and I kind of floundered around at the beginning for quite a bit,
1: (laughs) which is okay. even as a yeah. veteran player, you're gonna flounder. Like I'm telling you right now, that I'd like to workshop Isaiah because, right in the middle of the campaign, I feel like I'm directionless. You know, yeah, it's really okay to have a, a, a moment where you're kind of lost and to just right. ride back seat for a while. Let the other characters navigate yeah. the situation while yours is figuring things out. It's okay to be a right. backseat player every once in a while. Yeah. I'm not saying that's a good habit to be in, but it's okay. It's excusable to give yourself a break, you know? Yeah. Playing a character can get exhausting, especially if you're playing a character with a lot of emotional baggage.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Um, Which, which, uh, should, I, I should make a point. I've been wanting to make a point. Um, the first point of what not to do, I think in this entire discussion we've had, um, And that's to just don't bring your personal emotional baggage into a role. Like, don't, you know, you as a person have grown and developed and become the person you are because of the struggles you've had. And that's okay. Don't bring super specific instances. Don't don't treat this like a therapy session, you know? (laughs) This is not the place for you to bring out... All of that stuff. I mean, if the the table should be a safe place, certainly. It should be a place where you can talk with friends. And, you know, not not everybody is recording a session that's going to be shared with who knows how many people. Right. But I still think that you really ought to be. Considerate about what you're writing into your character. You know, don't put in incredibly personal things or try and, you know, I I, I don't know. Right. When I put some of my,
0: like kind of a little bit of a mirror of my personal experiences into Yashrin, the intent was, I, I already kind of have an idea how he, how he's going to react to this. And I already know, like, I already know how he's going to react to this. I kind of have a direction as to where I want him to go. Mm-hmm. And the 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 main purpose that I'm putting these events in here is one uh a lot of these are kind of fantasy tropes like, you know, losing your father um someone important to you being kidnapped, someone important to you be- backstabbing you. Like all of those are normal fantasy tropes. Mm-hmm. Um we we talk about like heavy heavy subject matter and like heavy topics whatever by like betrayal uh death um but there there are certain things that are more i don't know they they've been kind of done to death in fantasy so there's kind of a way to work to play with them to work with them in order to develop characters um it's a lot harder for uh it's a, it's a lot harder for characters to battle internal demons, I'll say, mm-hmm. uh, when there's no external uh, thing that represents what those internal demons are. Um, mm-hmm. the, the example that I have off the top of my head is, I don't think it would be a good idea to make a character that struggles with alcoholism. Because there's not really a good way to role play that and like still have the rest of the table be like involved in that process. It just feels weird, I guess.
1: Those subjects Um, do get a bit touchy. And I think that's more what I was saying when I, when I brought this topic up is, is be very careful with sensitive topics, be considerate of the table don't bring an right. incredibly personal struggle to the table. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, 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 that's it, it, more of where I was going. That's the gentler right. side of it. And I, I think that's a yeah. much better way of putting it.
0: I think if, if you want to, it, so as someone who's done this and I'll, I'll say a better way, if you want to bring a struggle that you've been, well, first off, It should be something you've already been through, not something you're currently dealing with.
1: (laughs) That's, yeah, that's a very good point.
0: Uh, secondly, if you want to bring something like that to the table, find some fantasy flavoring trope to kind of dress it as. Mm -hmm. Like, I I mentioned I've been through, like, some bad stuff, but, like, none of that was, you know, people dying or, uh, being you bullied. didn't have Pe- some
1: oppressive uh authority figure yeah,
0: yeah. i didn't I, I didn't have an evil dictator steal my parents right or kill my parents um so like if you if you want to subject your character to difficulty i'd say use you like probably stick to more like the tropes that are in fantasy. Um, You can you can still build a nuanced character, even if stereotypical fantasy things happen to them. Um, What defines the character isn't what happens is it is not what happens to them, but it's how they respond to what happens to them. (laughs) So, yeah, I'd I'd, I'd say stay stay away from personal experiences uh, from uh, like that you're not working with or working through. Right. Like you're not done working through. Or even have only recently just gotten over. um, I would say like it's fine to want to tell a story that mirrors like an aspect of your life. I think I think that's natural. Um, But just be careful with that. Mm -hmm. Like it it's fine to draw upon personal experiences or personal characteristics to create your character after all you're the one playing them um but just be careful that that doesn't you still want to be playing a character at the end of the day right especially if you're dealing with like heavy topics <laughs> mm-hmm. if you're just wanna play a self insert character that's like has magic i mean go for it <laughs> But
1: you know, in the end, you play how you want to play. And I think right. that's one of the biggest takeaways here as a veteran player <laughs> is to go in there with a simpler philosophy, a simpler backstory. Go with the flow of the game, feel out your character, play with other people, play collaboratively and and let it be organic. you know, let let the development of the character, kind of come to you as the DM presents you with opportunities and other players interact with you. You know, yeah. you, you make yeah. a great, you've made a great point several times in both this discussion and the previous one that an important part of your character is how they interact with other people. Yeah. Cause that's a lot of, that's a lot of D and D is, is people, people are the problems. You know, there are monsters, there are goblins, there are, right. There are orcs, ogres, dragons, but even they behave like people in certain, in a lot of different scenarios. Right. Um, you know, so build a character and understand how they interact. Um, and, and, and just grow, let it grow. You know, you may, you may develop a a deeper hatred for goblins than you thought you had, or, or perhaps you'll find a, a love of the lore that you're, uh, DM has scattered throughout the world and you become somewhat of a lore aficionado who collects books, you know? Just let it be. See what happens. Go with the flow.
0: That might be another point. Um, don't try and write character development. Like, let that happen as you play. Mm-hmm. Um, like obviously your backstory is the place where you're like leading up to how your character got into whatever mess that they're in, in, in the campaign. Um, so the important thing is leave it at a point where you can pick up and move forward with and like allow them to grow in reaction to whatever is going on with the story and the party um i think leaving that open and not trying to i'll say like continuing to write your backstory as (laughs) as you're playing the game um like basically treating what you're doing in the game as your backstory and trying to follow a specific path i don't think that'll end too well
1: right um and and Especially if you're trying to, like, we we've talked about this before, and one of the other important conclusions we came out of that discussion with is, um, shoot, my mind just dropped it. Hang on. <laughs> Give your character a reason to stay with the group. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the lesson. That was it. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Thank goodness yeah. I got that yeah, yeah. off my chest.
0: So. That, that's a that's an excellent point and probably one of the most important p- points you are in a party mm-hmm. it is your job not the dms to make it to like to have your character want to stick with that party the dm mm-hmm. can do his best to offer plot hooks and things like that like mm-hmm. if you've done this all if you've done this right already you should have handles that the dm can basically say like you you care about the plot because your cousin's in danger or something like that right. but even if that's not there, you should be trying your hardest to stick with the party. Like it basically to keep your character interested in whatever the adventure is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, what, so, Whatever the adventure is going yeah, on. Like whatever saying, the adventure the is that is going on at the time.
1: Yeah. It's the DM's responsibility to come up with a plot hook to go back to Fandelver. Um, because I think yeah. those are some pretty good examples. Right. Um, the, uh, we'll take the character who's a member of the red brand gang, who is a big yeah. part of the town of Phandalin. Yeah. Um, that character's plot hook is that, um, you know, he's tied in with the red brand gang is kind of seeking revenge. Uh, cause they kicked him out. They wronged him. Right. I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. So, uh, but the thing is he picks to, he decides to take this job in Neverwinter, um, heading back towards Vandalin to l- deliver this gear. And at first yeah. it might be just for the coin, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm working a bit. I'm trying to get up some coins so that I can actually get my feet back under me. But after right. that, you know, the plot starts developing. The people want vengeance, you know, the people are asking for you to deal with the red brands. It's really up for the, up to the player to be like, to find reasons like, Oh, I really like this crew or right. Oh, this town is in danger. My character is a good person. They'd want to help, you know? Right. Like, and not just drop it at, well, I got, my I money, got goodbye. what I wanted.
0: Bye. Yeah. Cause like if the DM has to do that for your character, gosh, it feels super railroady, And I don't think that's a good plan for anyone. Mm-mm. Like, if you're if you're deciding to stick with the group, you have so much more freedom c- to express what your character is and wants mm-hmm. and like wants to do, than just the DM basically going, "Okay, you're greedy. Um, I'll give you gold."
1: <laughs> mm-hmm, right. And like, the it other is, players. It's just, it, if you stick with the other players as you guys are together, you'll develop into roles. You know, one of you will be the straight guy. One of you will be the funny guy. One of you will be the um, I'm always ready to fight angry guy, you know? Yeah. And you can play off each other and slowly develop more into those roles and kind of become closer as a party and bond. Right. Like, I don't think in our old campaign that Nate's character would care about any of you. Except for the fact that you guys have this shared experience and these shared troubles that you've helped each other through, right?
0: Um, like, I, it basically, the the instigating point is is his sub he's subservient to whatever deity is pulling the strings, basically, and forcing him to do all these things. Um, but. As we kind of go through the adventure, like we we were kind of all just put in the same situation. And it's kind of the coincidental friendship that happened because like we've spent probably like at this point in the in the campaign and campaign, like in in campaign time, we've probably spent like years together as a party or something. Um, It's been uh, it's
1: been about, yeah, almost a couple of years now.
0: Yeah. Um and so I I was talking about like in game not like <laughs>
1: no no I think it's been about the same time in game as it's been in real life. Oh
0: okay. Um and so like because of that he might not have originally cared about us because like and part of that's because of his backstory, but like that's also something you can play off the backstory. Like, why? Do, why does he care now? Is, is he having internal struggles because he's caring about things he normally could didn't or shouldn't care about? Um, and like. Keep, keeping the party interested can it, introduce character growth like keeping your character interested in keeping
1: with the party can introduce character growth. Mm -hmm. Like that can be, that could be how your character becomes more good. You know, they're already a good person, but now they realize, Hey, this is the kind of good thing I need to be doing.
0: I mean, going back to Yashrin, he, I mean, at this point, he's found his mom, who he was looking for. He's reconciled with his friend, like it is my job now to find an in like an interest in or invest my character in the party or what's going on in the plot to keep moving forward. And because of that, um it, it I it plays into his like he wants to do the right thing because there are things going on in that campaign that's like okay. Um there's some bad stuff going on right now and it is my responsibility like my my character believes it is his responsibility to continue to carry the torch even though he has everything he set out to do like 4 years ago.
1: Mhm. Well. <laughs> I think that's a heck of a lot to process.
0: Yeah. And in no um,
1: very good order. Yeah. Um, but there there's, it is, there's folks. one yeah, there's one
0: there's one last thing I want to touch on uh which I it's kind of an I guess an anecdote, but um it, it, this is not very related to everything else but is kind of it's related to like creating a character. Now you're a veteran player, you've created probably a number of different characters and you're not sure what to create next. Um one thing that I like to do is I like to pick a quirk like something to overcome writer's block essentially is i like to pick a quirk uh something that i think is fun to role play mm-hmm. and just kind of run with it one of my characters is a magic user that doesn't like using magic but it like basically just kind of sucks it up and uses magic when he has to um and there's like a whole backstory behind that that came from that quirk of you know what if I had a person who who is like a prodigy with magic but didn't like using it? What would that look like? Just like these little thought experiments, essentially, um, could be a way to kind of get around writer's block. You kind of take out, t- take take a trope. Uh, you're like a, a dwarf. Okay, dwarfs like metal like stereotypical dwarf likes metalworking and my I don't know hates mining, water, digging tunnels. They live in mountains. Suspicious sort of or magic bills. users. Suspicious of magic users, yeah. And you can like change that. Okay. Maybe 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 he's a dwarf that hates living in the mountain. But he has to because
1: that's where his family is. Yeah. Like my one point to, to counter that just just slightly, because I, I I think that's a good practice is to have a, a quirk like that. Do not go overboard on that. Do oh, not yeah. make a quirky character. Oh, yeah. It's too weird. You'll find yourself pulled in too many directions. Like, yeah, it's, it's OK. Pick to one. break a trope. <laughs> pick, Maybe pick two. One. Yeah. do not go overboard no 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 like like do not be a, a sailor dwarf who you know absolutely hates beer and does a ton of spell casting you know that that just but, breaks the mold a little too much of the world right. i mean maybe if, if, maybe that's okay in some world but like don't
0: if you're playing a if you're playing a race where if yeah that it, where it's like you might as well just be playing a different race <laughs> there's an issue with that but anyway um so this was a lot of rambling we can kind of summarize summarize a couple things so as as a veteran as a veteran player um your backstory should um tie your character deeper into the game and this can happen through a variety of ways. Um, giving your character handles so that the DM can introduce things into the campaign um, that motivates your character to action or to do something or pull, pulls your character in specific directions. Um, your backstory ties your character into the campaign. Work with your DM on this. Like, give them, like, actually talk with them when you're creating your character um, to in order to pull this off. But... Tying your character into the campaign that's going on right now can make it more interesting because you get to play around with your character's motivations. Um, and maybe you find some conflicting ideas into in your character and you get to work those out as you role play through your character, keep your character interested in continuing with a party. If you've done steps one and two, this should be easier but still, it is up. It is your responsibility to keep everything moving and keep the party together. Um, obviously, we're not talking about instances where you know you go off to shop or something. I mean, there is a reason why I "never split the party" is a joke. But <laughs> regardless. Um, don't don't make the don't make the dm babysit you into trying to get you to stay with the party that's not fun for the dm it's not fun for the rest of the party um and then kind of as a as a final um thing leave your character open to grow um because part of the fun is having your party grow closer together And having your character change because they are traveling with this party, Um, which I think is an interesting character dynamic. That once you put in a group with other people and see how they interact and like interact with them, you'll be able to kind of feel out your character and uh, grow in different ways that you might not have guessed before. Did I miss anything?
1: You know, if you did, they can go back and re-listen to the episode. Ha
0: Or Josh can just c- cut and be, cop- be like, cut and paste this at the end of the episode.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah! One more thing. There you go, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> no, what he's going to do is what we should do is just cut and paste that and just have you saying TLDR, blah blah blah, blah blah blah, blah blah <laughs> blah. Go out and play more D and D.
0: That's uh, that's how you do a character thing, I guess. That's how
1: you D and D. But up, up.
0: It is time for us to to crawl out from under the table or something. I don't, <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> Let us emerge from our pillow fort. I just,
0: uh, yeah. I was, my mind had immediately went to a pillow fort. Like we're just sitting under a table having this discussion.
1: <laughs> Flashlights under our faces.
0: Yeah. And this is the story of the player that whose backstory was so angsty everyone died. <laughs> Just want to thank all of you for listening to our discussion today. If you are interested or want to ask us further questions about the, the topic we discussed today, you can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. On Twitter, we are at TableQuests. On Facebook, we have our own TableQuests page. And on Reddit, we are under r TableQuests. Like I said, if you have any questions or any thoughts on what we talked about today, feel free to let us know.
1: Or it's that uh, that one four-panel comic I showed you. How do you intend to get the information out of me? I've seen things worse than death, Druid. Yes, but have you seen my 32-page backstory? Right. Yeah. know <laughs> why.
0: <laughs> in the previous video, uh,
1: this is not a visual medium, Jeremy. <laughs> in the previous yes video, uh, I th- it actually it uh, it had to do with alignment. Oh yeah. That is that There's is a the- dangerous topic to get into, though. We might have a whole episode on alignments we'll probably have an episode on alignments later, oh yes, yes, yes the most one of the 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 most important lesson we came away from from that was uh, oh my God, my brain just dropped it again it's like they it's like my brain doesn't want me to say this uh,
0: speaking of campaigns, I actually have to work on the one for Sunday. <laughs>